The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to The Parental Compass, presented by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. As you can see, I'm a little sun-kissed here. We are going through a hot, hot time in the Northwest. Yesterday it was 110 degrees, so we're surviving. As always, be sure to like, share, subscribe, and tell a friend. This year's been tough for a lot of people. COVID has messed everything up, and as a result of that, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Stressful, not only on the parent, but on the whole family. It can be a depressing time. It can be a time where it's hard to get the motivation to go out and look for another job. Well, our guest today has some ideas to throw your way. Karen Oseguera is the Deputy Director and Chief Financial Officer of Family Education and Support Services. She has a master's degree in financial management and she is part of the Forbes Finance Council. Forbes Magazine, that's big time. So she understands money. Let's hear what she has to say. A budget, when I say a budget, I mean list all of your income, mm -hmm. list all sources of your income and put it together as just a line on it on there. You just say, this, this is what I have coming in. And then you separate your expenses into two different categories. You have your fixed expenses. That's going to be your rent, your car payment, uh, and then in your car insurance, make sure that's in there. A lot of times when we pay something every six months, we forget that that's coming, mm -hmm. but it's coming. <laughs> and then, uh, have your variable expenses. Your variable expenses are going to be your entertainment, your food, uh, your credit cards even are our variable expenses. And then really look at those variable expenses and say, what can we do here? Yeah. How can we cut this down? I, I think a lot of times you don't really pay attention to where the money's going and what's happening. I know for myself, it'll be like $5 here, $10 here, $15 there. And then it's like, this was $200 or something. You can spend so much money and not even realize it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. That happens so often, actually. This is where tracking those expenses comes in. It's just so important because many people don't even realize it you seriously don't realize it. You go, well, it was only $5. Yeah. And you just do that so many times that you realize at the end of the month, my money's gone. What happened? I didn't make a large purchase. What I would fear doing that is like, well, I guess that's just the end of having fun. And I got to lead this kind of meager life. You have any thoughts about that? Oh, yeah. It, it's actually time to pull together and say, well, maybe before, before I lost my job or before we had this reduction in income, I, we went out to the movies and that was something we liked to do as a family together. And the part of it was, you know, getting dressed up or maybe going out and just being together. Well, you can still do that. Pull those old DVDs out 
Mm-hmm. Make it a themed night. Are you going to have a pajama party? Or are you going to get dressed up for the evening? But make sure to do it together. And I think that's the point. Or maybe it was just eating out. Eating out is a, a big stumbling block for a lot of people because they, like I said, those are the small ones that just nickel and dime you. Mm. You know, just make a meal together, but do it as a family and and invite the kids to participate and that way you're still doing things together you still have that together time but you're not spending all that money of going out to eat one thing that is surprising too is there are like a lot of free activities out there if you really go digging or the city's throwing something or you know there's a lot oh there are there are a lot you just uh, you can quick google search what's what's there to do this weekend Mm-hmm. You just put that into Google and you, and the list is unbelievable of what comes up. Um, you can go for a hike, you can go for a walk, go for a picnic in the park. Well, we talk about not stressing out the children, but what about the adults? Like <laughs> you get stressed, being unemployed is stressful. Job searching is stressful. Any ideas for how to handle that? it's definitely stressful and you don't want that stress to take control of your life, right? Because then it comes out in everything. Talk to someone, get help. Um, There is no shame, no shame whatsoever in getting help. Um, Everybody at some point in their life has asked someone for some kind of advice, someone for some kind of support. And there are people who can help. Um, So even if, you don't know where to go, I'd say it's reach out to your local nonprofit because these nonprofits all talk to each other. We are there to serve. Nonprofits are there to serve the individual. So even if they don't have the specific resource that you need, they will know who does. So is it just Google search nonprofits in my area, see what comes up and call one of them and see if they can direct you or that that's definitely one way to go about it um or ask a friend see see where other people have have um talked talked to other people maybe sometimes you just need to talk to a friend but make sure you're not projecting that down to your children you're not using your child as your counselor Mm -hmm. it's too much of a burden for them it's too heavy on their shoulders to carry not only their weight, their grief, their loss, their isolation over this past year, but also to try and carry yours. It's, it's too much for them. So you need to be able to reach out to other people. Yeah. They're not the ones that you want to be venting to. No. Call your sister or something and vent to them. Absolutely. Call your sister, call call a friend, call another relative. Just looking for work can be so demoralizing sometimes or you're trying and it's not working any ideas for just getting started or getting the motivation yeah so if you're looking for a job right now like many many americans are right now i mean everything's shut down you need to find some place to go you're ready to get back into the job search there are local work source organizations those partner with state local and and nonprofits as well to get uh, people back to work and don't be discouraged when you get your first rejection. It's going to happen because organizations and companies that were once open much larger before, maybe they had a staff of, I'm just going to use a smaller number, 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had a staff of 10 before and they're just opening back up. 
they're not going to just pull 10 back people back in, but just keep trying and keep going out there. And a lot of times it's not just about your online presence. It's not just about applying online and going on to Indeed and seeing what's available. It's about going into organizations and companies and saying, this is me, this is who I am. I'm just putting a face to a name and I want to apply for this position. So you mean actually just show up somewhere with your resume, talk to the front desk person. Hello, here's my resume. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It actually means a lot. That front desk person is going to go back to whoever's making that uh, hiring decision, say this person came in, they want to work. Another thing I think about with COVID and the last year, there's a lot of gaps in employment. And so for people who are hiring, that doesn't look good, but then it's also not your fault because of the pandemic. What can you do about that gap of employment when you're applying for jobs? Be honest about it. You say, I was laid off due to COVID. I was laid off due to this pandemic and I had to go on unemployment, but here I am and I'm ready to work. Yeah, Uh, it's not my fault. It was the pandemic. Yeah, well, it is exactly that. And you are being honest about it. You're putting it right there on your resume because if you don't put it on your resume and somebody just sees that you haven't been working since then, they'll want to know why. Let's let's talk more about the children. Are there ways to get them on the same page of like, okay, we need to conserve electricity. We need to think about our spending more. Like how can you get them a little more on the team? Yeah, there are lots of fun ways actually uh, to work with kids to get them to own some piece of this. Like I said, it's about pulling together. And so challenge children, but also allow them to use their think space. If I tell my child, make sure you turn off that light when you leave that room, they're going to do that that once and it's done for them because they did what they were told. They're not thinking about why. They're not thinking about tomorrow. They're not even thinking about five minutes from now. They're thinking about right now, I did what I was told. But if you are able to say, allow it to be part of their think space, then you say, what are creative ways? What are ways that you can think of that maybe we can cut down on this electric bill this month? Or what are ways that you can think of that we're gonna save on on the groceries when we go into the store? And that allows them to use their creativity and them to use their think space. When I say think space, what I mean is, uh, let me just tell you a story. I mean, my youngest son, Mm -hmm. he's now now 24. Um, But when he was about 20, years old, I, I, he had been going by the trash can a whole bunch of times during the day. And he was just shoving that trash down, just pushing that trash down every time he had something to add to it. And finally I said to him, Ryan, why don't you just take the trash out? And he looked at me completely confused. And he said, well, quite honestly, I, I never even thought about it. Hmm. And, and you, you know, you look back at that as a parent and you go, well, did I ever in his childhood, allow him to use his think space? Or did I just say, Ryan, take the trash out? He does it. He does it willingly. It's fine. He's a good sport about it, but it's one and done. If I had looked at that area and I said, what needs to be done here? Then it's his idea, his thought, it's his think space. And he goes, I should take out the trash. As soon as it's their idea, like, how do I help with it? How can you help with the electric bill? 
And they think about it for a little bit and they think, well, when I'm not in my room, I can make sure that light's off. And it's important for them to be able to think outside of what they've been told to do mm-hmm. and create their own creative ways to, to do things. That's an interesting distinction, thinking of like, okay, do this versus figure out what you need to do and learn it. Yeah. You know, that seems like that makes all the difference. What about this idea of children getting jobs to support the family? This family needs support. You're part of this family. Help out here. That's a hard one because you could say, well, you've got a 17 year old. They can go out and make that money and they can contribute. But I actually don't agree with that. The 17 year old, if, if that, if that older child wants to get something for himself or herself and they say, I really want this gaming system or I really want this subscription and I know the family can't afford it, by all means, go get a job and help to pay for that yourself. Or maybe they want to help make their own car payment and their own car insurance. At that point, you're teaching them that the value of a dollar, they can go out, they can get a job, they can pay for those things. And then they also know what they have left over to spend on other things. But as for paying your rent or your bills or anything like that, again, you are taking that financial responsibility off of yourself and putting on your child, which again is too heavy for them because ultimately at the end of the day, it is the parents who are responsible for the finances of that household. And I'm not by any means saying, don't let your child contribute. Don't do this. You're a bad parent. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is don't expect the responsibility of all the household finances to rest on your child. Yeah, you're the adult and the child is still the child. Right. One thing I think a lot of people get into trouble with all over is credit card debt, because that just adds up and adds up and then it becomes this giant number and it's just like, what am I going to do? It's so huge. It's overbearing. Credit card debt is actually a huge stumbling block for many many people. You can do a Google search for how how many people are in credit card debt. And the numbers are just staggering. It's because a lot of times you have this piece of plastic right here and the money's not coming out of your bank account. So you could spend more. You're not handing physical money. Right, right. You just got to remember though, that that is real money. And not only is it real money and you're going to have to pay that back, but it's real money that those credit card companies, they're not just doing this out of the generosity of their hearts. They're not just saying, you know, I want to give you all this money. They are doing it to make money. Uh You are going to pay interest on that, on that credit card. And you are going to have to pay it back. And it's going to be a burden on you for a long time. Yeah. Well, how do you do that? How do you get it down when it's this big number? So a lot of people have rather than one credit card with a huge balance, they have multiple credit cards, all with all varying balances. There are two ways to go about it. You can take uh, the credit card with the lowest balance and Mm -hmm. pay that one off first. Make your minimum payments on all of the others, but pay just a little bit 
as much as you can extra on that smaller one. And then as soon as that one's paid off, take everything that you've paid on that one plus the minimum payment on the next lowest one. So that way you're paying out the same amount each month and you don't notice it as such a large amount, but now you've paid off one, you've got an accomplishment, you're encouraged, you say, that is awesome, I have got that credit card paid off, now I'm gonna do the next one. And you just keep doing that. Now, if all balances are kind of similar, you're gonna take the one with the highest interest rate and mm-hmm. you're going to pay that one off first. And there's always debt consolidation. Debt consolidation is when you maybe you have a credit card and it's got 20%, 24% interest rate on it. And you find one that has 0% for 12 months or a fixed rate of only 6.99%, transfer that balance over. It's amazing how much you will save per month just in interest alone. It's kind of like a game of how can I work this system and figure out how to make this work for me? What about other bills? Is there a way to reduce the other bills other than obvious things like turning out the lights or like car payments and stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, A lot of times you can refinance your cars. That's one way of doing it. Um, And that will lower your interest rate. But if maybe you don't want to refinance the whole the car, I would say just call up the company that holds the loan on it and say, I've noticed that interest rates have gone down. Can you please lower my interest rate on my loan? Will will they do that? Uh, You know what? I have had very good experience with that. You just give them a call. And I mean, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. Okay. They say no, but if they say yes, you can take a $500 payment down to $400 just with a point of interest. Yeah, I never yeah. even thought of that as a possibility of, can I pay you less? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, any other quick solutions or ideas or things you want to share with the audience? Just remember that you're not alone, that your situation is unique because you are an individual. However, the financial stresses, the, I I can't pay this bill. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need someone to talk to. That is where you are not alone. Reach out. Uh, Even the, the nonprofit I work for, Family Education and Support Services, we work with a broad array of individuals and people just call and say, I don't know what to do. And we say, okay, well, we can help you here, but maybe we can't do this right here, but we're gonna connect you with someone so that you can get the resources you need. It's about talking to other people. It's about finding those resources. Being unemployed is a full-time job because you are getting yourself out there. It's you're working hard, making sure that your family has the resources it needs. And there's there's no shame in that. There's no shame in getting help. It's, it's hard, but you're not alone. And you gotta be kind to yourself still. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate this conversation and I hope it can help a few people out there. I hope so too. If anybody wants to reach out, um, like I said, I do have financial management experience and I'm always here as an ear. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Karen. Times are tough but we press on. We're resilient people. Thank you to Family Education and Support Services. This has been the Parental Compass. My name is Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Stay cool out there. Peace.